as we'll get the chance to know Joey and see what he's doing this season on the NASCAR circuit. Plus, we'll have our news and notes segments, as well as our Ask David segment coming up at the end of today's show. We are excited to officially announce a new partner here on Let's Go Racing, as we are now presented by Ticket Smarter. Let's Go Racing with David Stars, presented by Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter came aboard as a primary sponsor this year, on the 08 Ford Performance Mustang, and we want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Kevin World Truck Series race throughout the season. Additionally, Ticket Smarter is a, the official ticket resale marketplace of Worldwide Technology Raceway in St. Louis where David won in 2004, driving for Spears Motorsports. They'll also be the presenting sponsor of the Cup Race at Worldwide Technology Raceway in June. Fans can also get tickets to any type of event, including sports, concerts, and theater productions. Ticketsmarter is committed to helping those in need by donating $1 for every transaction to various charity organizations. Head over to Ticketsmarter.com to find tickets for upcoming events. Ticketsmarter, not harder, at Ticketsmarter.com. David, Glad to have a ticket smarter on board and uh, to be a part of the show and on your car this year. Man, I, hey, tickets, 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 ally. Man, just a great company, great school. And uh, hey, for all your tickets need, go to ticketsmarter.com. But man, what a great company, along with Brett Bear, special report Brett Bear. Uh, just hey, man, anytime you got great sponsors, it's such an honor. And uh, man, I'm truly honored to have Ticket Smarter on our, on our uh, 08 Ford Mustang, no doubt about it. And uh, how you doing, Tyler? I'm doing great. Doing great. Good to uh, be with you tonight. And uh, Dominic joining us uh, from the road this evening. As uh, Dominic, you've been to quite a few states the last couple of days. And uh, he's got a little lag time. So bear with us as uh, we record this podcast, Dominic. Uh, yeah. Tonight. Yeah, a little lag on Dominic. We'll get back yeah, to him later. Atlanta covering the picture five hundred. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, See, we'll just kind of right. A little, little lag on uh, Dominic with him on the road right now, but we'll try to uh, touch base with him when we can throughout the show. But nonetheless, uh, David, uh, what a weekend! Let's start with Atlanta before we bring in Joey here. Uh, was that not awesome or what, what we saw, the the racing action there? Uh, William Byron gets it done with arguably the most exciting race we've ever seen at that track. It has. And, and man, all three races, the truck, uh, the NASCAR Camp World Truck Series was incredible. And then you we backed that up with the NASCAR Xfinity Series with Ty Gibbs winning another race. And then Sunday's uh, cup race at Atlanta Motor Speedway was unbelievable. Just a a great weekend of racing at the Atlanta Motor Speedway with the new configuration and the new repave at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. I say it was a big success. It was a lot of action. I heard a lot of responses from a lot of fans yesterday on the cup race uh, on Sunday, but I heard a lot of people talking about the uh, Xfinity race Saturday as well. So, uh, man, had a lot of new eyeballs and uh, the fans and uh, the stands were packed and uh, it was good to see all those people at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, and what I'm not used to seeing that many fans at Atlanta as we saw this weekend. So uh, it was great to have all the fans back in the stands. And we saw a record number of lead changes at Atlanta. More drivers led than did not lead in the Cup race at Atlanta. The crowd you mentioned was terrific. Great finish with William Byron and such. Thirty-one of the thirty-seven cars in the field were involved in a accident at one point in that race. David, it was like Daytona or Talladega, but like what we talk about with Daytona or Talladega, exciting for the fans, the drivers, not so much. They, they, they weren't too happy with uh, that configuration. Well, you know, I, I uh, man, it, it made for great racing, and uh, I can't wait to bring in Joey because, uh, because I think Joey raced in the Xfinity race Saturday afternoon, and, uh, man, what a show it was. I mean, it was exciting. 
I mean, it, I mean, it was amazing to be at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, and, and it was like being at Daytona. You know, everybody was on top of each other. It looked like to me it was a big handling race because, man, you know, it was some bump drafting, a lot of drafting. And if you made a wrong move, I mean, you could go from leading the race to 20th, like within a lap. And uh, but man, a lot of bump drafting, a lot of cars were having some handling issues. So man, it, it I tell you what, the racetrack, the, the reconfiguration did not disappoint the fans. And I hadn't heard a lot of drivers' comments. I'm I'm really excited to bring on Joey just to hear what his thoughts were because he raced in the race. Yeah, uh, and uh, we'll bring in Joey just one more second. I got to ask you about William Byron real quick. He gets it done, his first win of the year, third career win third win for Hendrick this year with three different drivers in those three wins. Uh, what, what a job by uh, William Byron here. You look at his first win came at Daytona. He's turned out to be a good, uh, you know, super speedway racer here. Yeah, no doubt about it. Anytime you think of, uh, you know, weekend and week out, you know, it's usually one of the Hendrick cars or all four of them up there battling for a win. And I wasn't surprised to see William Byron in victory lane, but he, he earned that one. They didn't give it to him with all the action and just all the crashes. And uh, it was amazing. You know, Bubba Wallace was up there. I mean, there were just so many opportunities for different people to win. And uh, Byron put himself in a, in a position to, to get it done. And he earned it because, you know, caution came out. And, uh, man, it, that over, last minute overtime, it was, uh, was well-deserved. And he earned it. But what an exciting race it turned out to be. Yeah, it was for sure. And uh, we're going to bring in – Joey Gase into the show right now, but David, uh, you and Joey have known each other a long time. What do folks at home need to know about Joey Gase <laughs> before we officially introduce him? Well, Joey's a, just a hardcore racer. I mean, great short track racer, just a, just a, a good race car driver, one of the best ones out there. And, uh, you know, started at the very bottom and, and, and earned his way up to NASCAR. You know, I've been racing with him for years. And it's kind of interesting to hear his story because not only has he been a NASCAR driver for, I don't know, 10, 12, I don't even know how many years. Now he's a NASCAR driver plus a NASCAR team owner. So I can't wait to learn a little bit more about that. But there's not a whole lot of them that have done that successfully over the years. You know, I think of Daryl Walter, Richard Petty, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bobby Allison. I mean, some of the greats have tried it and done well at it, but, you know, some of the, our, our former winners and champions that have owned team, it's, uh, you know, it's something that's not for me uh, to look at. It's, it's, a, it's a very challenging business model, I believe, but I think Joey's done well with it in his short time as a team owner and, and uh, looking forward to hearing from him. Joey, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Well, Joey, man, man, thank again. Thanks for for having us. I know you're at you're at the house. You've been working all day, getting ready for uh, Coda race this weekend. Man, tell take us back to the start, Joey. I mean, how did you know? Did did was your dad? Was your mom? You know, how did you, how did, did Joey Gase? How did you find racing? You know what I mean? Was your family in it? Tell us. Tell yeah, us. my. Yeah, I've always been around racing, and I've always loved it, and always wanted to do do it you know ever since i can remember it's all i've ever wanted to do and i've always loved it my dad raced before i did just at the the local short track level at hawkeye down speedway and then uh cedar rapids iowa and you know i loved going to the the garage with him and it was just a family thing you know it was uh just him and my uncle and my grandpa and a few of his friends would work on the car and, and go race uh every friday night at hawkeye downs and i just loved it i don't know what got me hooked exactly on it but it was just something that you know i loved and something that gets in your your blood and uh they bought me my first well i got from santa <laughs> when i was four years old my my first uh goat card and i turned thousands of laps in the driveway and then when i turned eight i got my first uh competitive racing goat card and went out and won my won my very first race out which uh you know was was awesome and uh shocked my dad and my uncle and then uh shocked the the competition and they weren't too uh too happy about it <laughs> to, say, to say the least but um they they tore us down and said we we're cheating and they didn't find anything so that was uh that was cool and then uh when i turned 14 i started to drive my dad's old uh modified and then uh when i was 16 i was the 
youngest track champion and late models at our, our home track. And then, uh, everything kind of took off from there. And, and, uh, when I was 17, which would have been 2010, I actually went and raced for, uh, uh, your current car owner, uh, Bobby daughter and, uh, and late miles and, and butch Miller. And we, uh, got a lot of track records and poles and, and good finishes. And then, uh, he introduced me to, uh, Spraker and, and Benny Gordon and uh, Benny was really the one that made the help me make the big jump into uh, into then nationwide now Xfinity and it was kind of really a uh, uh, a funny story how it happened. I was supposed to be doing uh, a can in race for Benny at Iowa and uh, I, we really wanted to do it. Iowa was my home track and. Uh, the car wasn't completely prepared for us and we ended up missing the race. And, uh, Benny said he, he make it up to us. And then, uh, that same year he introduced me to, uh, Archie St. Hilaire who just started up his own, uh, nationwide team. And, uh, he made it happen to where I could get an Archie's car at, at Iowa. I just turned 18 and uh, I skipped, I only did one Archer race, skipped over the trucks completely and just went right to, uh, nationwide and i was able to get approved for iowa just because i've been racing there since i was uh 15 and late models and the pro cup and, and whatever it might be and uh, we actually finished 20th in that race which was the best ever finish for uh go green racing at that time which was really cool and uh, kind of really made my career take off and uh made people uh notice and uh, the funny thing was we got 20th and i'm like man this isn't uh this is easy we 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 got this figured out and then uh of course uh after that it was a, a little rough hoeing for for a little bit and uh in 2012 we thought we we're gonna do the full season with archie and uh sponsor fell through and then uh i was looking to run iowa um and uh we found our buddy uh jimmy means and got in the seat we were doing well and, and blew up and uh the the good, new, good news was for me uh jimmy was such a small team at that point and mainly doing starting parts and they mounted my seat in the car and uh i was even smaller then than i am now and uh no one else could fit in my seat so jimmy just kept letting me drive the car and that's that's no lie and uh that's how i really got my my big break and uh, we know jimmy kept putting me in the car he started to make more races than he normally would and would make a few races doing starting parts and then he let me race a race and then we slowly started to get sponsorship and i drove for jimmy all the way till uh 2017 and you know uh jimmy i like to say you know he saved my career and i feel at the same time i kind of saved uh saved his team we really helped helped each other out a lot and uh, i definitely owe a lot to uh to jimmy on where where i am today for sure man joey that, man that's amazing just to take us i mean going back from the start and just winning your first go-kart race the first time out and spanking the competition and they realized hey it wasn't you were cheating you just had a lot of talent you know what i mean and surprising your own dad and uncles is is amazing but i find it intriguing because man you mentioned butch miller i mean unbelievable talent race car driver in in nascar asa i mean butch miller is just one of those short track aces like a freddie fryer or neil bonnet you know and uh you mentioned my current team owner bobby bobby uh daughter and then uh archie sanclair did you say archie uh, yep. uh and uh and then jimmy means man it man you you Man, you race for you race for some great people, you know, early on in your career. And uh, man, just just hearing that, man, it's it's uh, man, racing's been good to you, you know. But I, but you know, as you know, and I know that you can't sustain yourself at the level you race at when you make it to NASCAR. That's the best of the best. And it was amazing how you impressed these big name guys that we're talking about early on in your career and uh, driving for Jimmy means, I mean, legendary guy that's been racing since the early seventies, maybe, maybe even the late sixties. Uh, you know, it's interesting to hear 
I just remember you and Jimmy doing well. Y'all were very competitive. Uh, and, uh, you know, I remember Jimmy being a small team, but man, y'all, y'all, y'all did a lot with not that much, you know, and, uh, and I, I eventually drove for Jimmy means myself. And it was just cool to be able to hear all his story and drive for a guy like that. But, uh, but I know, uh, that, uh, he helped your career and you kind of, you kind of saved his team uh, from going out of business, you know what I mean? And y'all kind of just kind of, I don't know how you would call it, kind of grew up together, but, but, uh, yeah. but man, it's amazing that, uh, you know, all the, all the great people that you've driven for and, and where you're at currently, just looking back on it, uh, is, was there a time, I mean, was there a time in your career when you finally said, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make it in this business. I can make a living in it. When was it, you know, who were you driving for? When was it that you realized that, Hey, uh, you know, I'm here to stay and this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. Uh, you know, probably when I started to drive for Jimmy, um, you know, that's when I was actually able to start making a living to where we weren't just spending it. We started to, to make it a little bit and, you know, it's, uh, we, we were one of the few to where, you know, I didn't come from a, a rich family. You know, my mom was a hairstylist and my dad worked at a, at a coal plant. And, um, you know, Jim, Jimmy made that possible to where, you know, he was low budget enough and um, he was able to put me in the car and we were able to make races and, and, and not wreck the car, you know, every week and where we can make it make it work for one another. And, you know, it, uh, when I first started the drive for Jimmy, I didn't get paid till probably, I don't know, two, three years into it. And, uh, one day he, he come up to me and gave me a thousand dollar check and said, uh, he's going to try to do that for me every week. So, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> it, it was definitely cool when that started to, uh, to happen. And, um, you know, it's, uh, there's definitely times I think all the drivers um, have gone through this to where, you know, you didn't know how you're going to be able to keep on going. And, you know, the, the most stressful thing about it is um, finding, finding the sponsors, you know, un unfortunately none of us can do this unless you, you have those sponsors and there's times where, you know, you don't think you're, you don't know where you're going to find the next one. And then sometimes they just, uh, they pop up, but um, you know, I would say probably, 2014 2015 is when uh you know i thought maybe we we might be able to make this work that's great and joey uh you know part of your story uh you know go, going back uh you know when your mom passed when you were 18 years old and uh you were awarded uh you know by the uh xfinity and truck series the comcast community champion uh for your efforts in promoting organ donation and to honor uh, your mother, uh, who you know donated organs to help 66 others after her death. Tell me about that, of, of just what it was like, what, what you went through after your mom passed and carrying on her legacy like that. Yeah, you know, it was, it was something that was uh, super uh, unexpected. And yesterday was actually her, her birthday. And, uh, you know, I was just a 18-year-old kid about ready to uh, graduate high school. And, you know, it was the last thing on uh, on my mind on losing my mom. She she passed away with sudden brain aneurysm, which is something that uh, is very hard to predict and something that just, you know, happens. They The doctors explain it like a radiator hose just bursting, you know, it just kind of comes out of... Uh, comes out of nowhere but uh you know when that happened we def I definitely had to grow up uh quick um you know my parents were divorced and uh I just turned 18 and uh with that I found out I was her next to kin which was uh you know crazy um you know we still did everything as a family and I had a little sister and I wanted to do everything I could to do what was right for my sister and uh, do what you know what I thought my mom would had uh what had wanted. So, um, you know, we did everything the best I could. And, uh, with her being an organ donor, I wanted to do whatever I could to, uh, help honor her and, and honor all those affected by it. And, uh, you know, organ donation was something, uh, we never talked about and, uh, something I never thought a lot, a lot of. And, uh, when she passed and the doctors asked us if she would like to, to be an organ donor, um, uh, her driver's lesson license was left at home, but we knew she could no longer continue her life. She wanted to do what she could to help others continue theirs. So, uh, 
we said yes. And luckily later when we found her driver's license, she did say yes on that. So, you know, that made a, made a huge difference to us knowing that we did what she would have uh, wanted to do. And at the same time, that's part of the reason why I want to promote donations. So if anyone's ever in our same situation, hopefully they already had that, uh, that talk with their loved ones. Yeah, man, that's, that's, uh, man, I, uh, man, just sitting here, Joey, I, uh, I didn't realize that you was 18 when your mom passed, man, just, uh, man, that, that's just, that's just, I mean, we, it's hard to even comprehend that, you know, and nobody, you know, nobody that's 18 or a kid or, you know, I mean, we, you know, I, I just, you know, just, wow, just heartfelt, man, to hear that, but man, you got to know that your mom's so proud of you and she's right there with you all these years since she's passed, you know, you got a guardian angel right there with you and uh, man, you know, she's just as proud as she was the last time you saw her, you know what I mean? Just watching you flourish and do what you do and become who you became. And uh, man, what a beautiful story. And, and uh, I don't even remember, I mean, it's, you know, what your mom did uh, donating her organs I met some people over the years at the racetrack uh, because they're big race fans and they're alive because of your mom. And I always thought that was the coolest thing. You know what I mean? It was in the fact too, like it's been on your race car several times too, right? Promoting the uh, organ donation process. Yeah, we we've uh, two of my mom's recipients have been able to be to the racetrack, um, which is really cool. And knowing that they're, they're living on through her, which is, uh, or she's living on through them, which is, you know, a crazy thought, but, uh, really, really cool. And, uh, but yeah, well, that's something we, we do big time is promoting donation. And, uh, it just happened to be that donate life and, uh, different OPOs across the nation are, you know, one of my biggest sponsors ever since the beginning of NASCAR, basically ever since, uh, 2012, when it all started. So they, you know, so we've been teaming up with them for uh, 10 years now, which is, uh, which is crazy and uh, really cool. And um, it, it's cool to, it's awesome to have a spot, any sponsor, of course, but having a sponsor that you, you truly care about makes it um, that much cooler. And man, what a great sponsor because you're changing people's lives. You're, you're, I mean, it, I, I can't think of a more meaningful partnership that you have in, uh, you know, getting people to think about, hey, are you a, are you an organ donor? And if you're not, would you like to be? Sign up for it. But man, what's that? You know that uh, you know y'all's calls there. It has so much meaning. It's changing people's lives. It's giving people lives. You know, and it all started with your mom. You know, so it's just a beautiful story. But but man, Joey, that's that's man. Thank you for sharing all that with us. But hey, man, take us. How does a freaking successful race car driver or why does a successful race car driver want to start his own racing team, man? Tell us about <laughs> what's going on today, man. It's exciting and uh, it's amazing, you know, you and your dad and, and you know, y'all are such a tight family. It's cool to see you and your dad, you know, y'all, you know, there's a lot of love there and, and I love seeing that family unit and, um, uh, you know, man, you, it, it, this all came about, I mean, I don't know if this was planned for years, but man, uh, I heard about it in the wintertime or a little bit last year from you, but, uh, but man, y'all come a long way in a short period of time and man, you know, first time team owner, you made every race and you're, y'all are doing well. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's something I've been thinking about doing for a while and, you know, ever, even since my last year with, with Jimmy, um, I, I've been somewhat thinking about it and uh you know it we did it for a bunch of different reasons and this year it kind of pushed us over the edge to uh do it i guess and a lot of different things kind of fell fell in place to do it um you know the last two years i've been pretty much full time and in the cup series with uh, rick Ware racing but with uh, the next gen car coming out it made it um really really hard to continue cup racing because of the the cost kind of went through the roof for um, a smaller cup team to where, you know, where it used to be. Um, you know, David, you know, firsthand, you know what it costs to go do that with the old car. And now with the new car, it's two to the three times the sponsorship. So a lot of my sponsors couldn't, uh, couldn't handle that. And then uh, at the same time, 
I knew the go down back to Xfinity and make a living um, could be a little tough. And then, uh, you know, we, we start, we, we bought our own speedway car last year and kind of made some baby steps with it. And then uh, I met Shane Lee and I uh, went and saw all the equipment he had at H2 from the H2 stuff. And I was going to plan on buying a few things from there. And they, they made me an offer on, uh, on everything that I couldn't pass up. And then uh, on top of that, I met uh, Patrick Emerling, mm -hmm. uh, which was crazy how that happened. Um, I didn't even know he owned, you know, the 23 equipment and everything in number from our. And uh, that all happened from uh, a guy who wanted us to rent his shop together and split it. And that ended up not even happening. But uh, it got Patrick and us talking and I owned everything he didn't own and he owned everything that I didn't have and, and a number and we said uh hey let's team up together <laughs> so we we basically started this deal and uh we moved into the shop January 1st and we took off uh running with it and uh you know like you like you said so far for the most part so good and uh we went to Daytona with two cars which was uh crazy and both cars got in and uh we've been been hanging right in there ever since so it's uh you know it's a deal to where i've been on some teams where i've been like man i i gotta do be able to do a better job than what we're doing here <laughs> and uh, you know not to talk bad to you know people i've drove for in the past or uh you know anything like that and i've learned so much from you know the great people i drove before in the past but there's just some things i thought i could maybe do better and, and, and control my own destiny a little bit and you know it's uh for me the most stressful time as a driver has always been the winter time i'm sure it's the same for you david when you don't know where you're driving the next year or if you're going to drive for anyone period and you feel helpless um you know you can look for sponsorship and and you know guess what you're going to have but uh this off season's been way more stressful in a lot of ways, but way less stressful in others because I knew what I was doing. Um, you know, I wasn't uh, waiting for another owner to tell me if I was going to have a right or not. And, uh, you know, it, it was up to me on if I wanted the drive or not. And if I didn't have a driver, we, uh, we could bring someone like you and David. So it, um, you know, I, I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, we've had some hiccups, but for the most part, it's been good. And it's, uh, you know, I left the shop at uh, 10 o'clock tonight, but uh, my wife gets a little upset sometimes, but she's uh, fully supportive and, and she understands, which is, which is awesome. So tell me this, Joey, uh, with being a team owner and, and all this uh, in the Xfinity series and you know, fielding, you, know, you mentioned, you know, two cars at Daytona and, you know, all this, as you go through this year with the ups and downs and such, what are your goals as a team? What are you guys looking to accomplish what would be a successful season for you guys uh you know like if we can make every race and finish in the top 30 top 25 and owner points um i think that would be considered a super successful season for us as a as a new team and you know on on top of that the uh, i think they would probably feel the same way i think this year and xfinity is probably the strongest competition there's been since I've been in the sports, which is 2011, um, you know, it's, uh, it's insane what the competition is this year. And if we can accomplish that, I think we'd be, uh, be really happy. And, you know, I think we've, we've, we've opened up a lot of eyes so far, and I don't think a lot of people took us uh, seriously until now. And uh, hopefully we can continue to, uh, to turn heads. Yeah, it's been impressive, you know, as a, as a driver and a competitor and a friend to you. It's been impressive to watch. It's, it's really cool to see what, what y'all have done. And it's, it's really cool to, to have a dream or to have, you know, the want to and to put the right people in place. You know, it's interesting how, how your partners uh, have come together, you know. And, and you know, I, people say we got lucky, but, man, I don't, I don't, you know, I believe in a little luck you create that opportunity and man you got some great partners and and uh man it's just cool to see man i'm i'm excited for you i know things are going good and and hey it's if it was easy everybody do it that's why <laughs> you know yeah. nascar i mean there's only i mean what there's 38 drivers on the xfinity side and and uh 
man, it's tough week in and week out. And, uh, and it's, it's just cool to see you doing good, man. Uh, you're a great race car driver. And, uh, you know, I know you're not racing in Coda this week and, and, you know, I don't know how many more races you will be racing, but you know, it's, it's not just about Joey Gase anymore. You got to look at the organiz your organization. And it's kind of interesting to be in that situation. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, like you said, if, if, if the funding's not there, we know, and I know, and you know, I mean, I, I can't imagine what it is to own a NASCAR team, but with employees and 18 wheelers and equipment and everything that y'all have and need and what it takes to, to operate in this industry, man, I, I can't even fathom the, the operation, the cost of all of it, you know? So I guess, you know, if Joey Gase personally doesn't have a sponsor for that race and, you know, uh, I'm sure you got other people that want to drive your race cars and I'm sure they're lined up. So it's kind of an interesting business model. And how, how many more races is Joey Gase going to run the rest of the year? I mean, you want to run them all or how's that? Uh, we won't be, won't be running them all, but we'll be racing hopefully close to half of them. Uh, myself, I done half of them so far and um, I'll be, I'll be back in the seat again in Richmond uh, here in two two weeks here after Coda and uh really excited about that Richmond's by far one of my uh one of my favorite tracks but um you know like you said we got to make it work financially and um let let other people drive that we trust that we think can get, do a good job when I don't myself or Patrick doesn't have uh the funding for us to drive it ourselves in that that Pacific weekend couple more things for, for you Joey uh before we move on I gotta ask you uh you're an Iowa guy uh Landon Castle, also uh, from, I believe, uh, the same area you're from and such. Uh, some good drivers out of the Midwest. We talk so much about, you know, North Carolina or California. Uh, I mean, kind of gets forgotten about. You guys uh, are, are a good crop, a good, a good crop of drivers from not too far where you're from and such. Yeah, you know, I, I'm really proud, you know, of Iowa and the Midwest in general. Uh, how many good drivers come come through there and you know we got you know in Iowa like you said Landon and myself are actually from the same town and uh he grew up racing against my dad which was uh which was cool and uh, I was always one class or two classes behind him uh normally but um you know we have Brett Moffitt we had Michael Annette and uh I feel like I missed one other guy from from Iowa and we got Sammy Smith coming up through there as well um, but you know, Wisconsin. Uh, I used to race with Joey. <laughs> Mentioning Johnny Benson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Matt Kinsos from Wisconsin. You got Edwards from Missouri and Clint Boyer, and uh, you know, all, all yeah. Quaffles. You know, it's uh, the Midwest. It's uh, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Be honest. I think Midwest racing wise puts on better racing and almost more hardcore racers than uh, what we have out here in the Carolinas, um, you know, up, up in Wisconsin and, and uh, Illinois and Hawkeye Downs. I mean, uh, Bobby Dodders from uh, Illinois, even believe it or not. And uh, so is Butch Miller from up, up this way. And uh, you know, it's in, in the Midwest, it's uh, pretty much during the winter, you work on your race cars in the summer you, you, you go race. And uh that's just kind of the way, the way it is out there and a lot of hardcore racers and, um, you know, it's just the way you're brought up, I guess. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely proud of the Midwest and, uh, and the racers that, uh, come out of there. Yeah, that's great. Uh, question for both of you guys before we get to our, uh, news and notes Coda this weekend. I know both of you have the weekend off, but you'll be watching closely and you'll both be out there. Let's start with, with you, Joey. What are you expecting from Coda this weekend? Last year, I feel like is not even comparable with the, with all the rain that happened, different car and the cup side and such. What, what, what are you expecting out of this weekend, both on the cup and uh, Xfinity side? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be wild. It's going to be interesting with the cup car. Um, you know, it's the new cup cars probably almost built more to be a road course car. So I think um, they're going to be really fast. And I think the racing is going to be, be really good and then on the xfinity side i uh the craziest thing i think for a fan to watch is going to be qualifying qualifying is going to be crazy just with how many cars are going to be going just like we've had every weekend um you know and uh 
there's a lot of real course ringers and uh, everyone's stepping up their game to try to get in. I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to, uh, to say the least. Yeah, no doubt about it, Joey. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see the next gen car race on the road course for the first time uh, in 2022. So that's going to be exciting to see that and watch that. But like you said, I don't even know if a lot of our fans know, but you know, there, we have 20 minutes of practice on the Xfinity side, 20 minutes and like you said, we went before we went on air tonight, you know, 20 minutes, hell, I, I mean, it's two laps around Coda, possibly three. That's it. And yeah. then we line up to qualify. I mean, you run 20 minutes of practice, and then they line you up to qualify right then. So it's going to be very, very uh, challenging, interesting, and uh, I, I hope the best for everybody. So it's going to be an interesting uh, qualifying session, that's for sure. According to uh, Vegas, Chase Elliott, the odds-on favorite on Sunday. Who's uh, some names you're watching for potentially uh, for Sunday's race, Joey? Chase would definitely be a good one. Uh, you know, probably Kyle Larson. And uh, I think those would definitely probably be the my two top picks there on Sunday. And, you know, on the Xfinity side, I think will be, I think, more of an exciting race just because there's so many teams and drivers I think that can can win there on Saturday. So uh, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be wild to see. Yeah, and we, and we also like you mentioned it, Joy, just a minute ago. There's a lot of road racing aces that are stepping to our Xfinity cars. You know, I think once qualifying is is done, and I think our Xfinity field will look a little bit different from when it will than what it did in Atlanta last week or even Richmond, Virginia the next week. You know what I mean? Because uh, this road course race at Coda, a lot of the, a lot of these top teams in, in, uh, are bringing in road racing aces and putting them in their cars. Well, you look back at it, guys, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the cup side, we would see you know, high-profile teams, you know, Ganassi, Everham, you know, et cetera, use road course ringers for these road course races and now the road courses there's so many of them compared to what there was before the cup level you don't bring in ringers anymore it's a very low number you know it might be aj allmendinger might be boris said and that's probably about it the xfinity side joey looks more like when it comes in uh, when, it, when it comes to bringing in outside drivers and such like what the cup series was years ago on that front we don't see that in cup really anymore yeah, I think there, there's multiple reasons for that. Uh, like I said, the competition Xfinity this year is so high, and if you're a rookie driver and you only got three laps to figure out a track before qualifying and got to get in on time, that's, uh, that's not very good. And, uh, you know, like I was telling David, um, I've done a lot of road courses before, but I've never done Coda. So having three laps to figure out Coda and I have to go qualify in on time, I don't, I don't feel very comfortable with that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, on, on top of that, um, there's a lot of road course guys that want to break in and, and try their hand in Xfinity. And uh, a lot of those drivers bring funding to come do that as well. We're on the cup side. A lot of those seats are already full. So uh, there, there's kind of two different reasons why that happens. Um, I would say for sure in Xfinity, and, and those are the two biggest ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get to our news and notes segment. Just one moment but before we do, let's go racing with David Starnes, presented by Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter came aboard as the primary sponsor this year on David's 08 Ford Performance Mustang. And we want to tell you a little bit about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Cups and Camping World Truck Series race throughout the season, including this weekend at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin. Additionally, Ticket Smarter is the official ticket resale marketplace of Worldwide Technology Raceway, where David won in 2004 driving for Spears Motorsports. They'll also be the presenting sponsor of the Cup Race at Worldwide Technology Raceway in June. Fans can also get tickets to any type of event, including sports, concerts, and theater productions. Ticket Smarter is committed to helping those in need by donating $1 for every transaction to various charity organizations. Head over to TicketSmarter.com to find tickets for upcoming events. Uh, first uh, note on the uh, news and notes front, let's uh, start with the uh, Hendrick camp, as uh, Hendrick Motorsports is going to be working with NASCAR, as well as uh, 
Emza on an entry in the garage 46 for the 24 hours of Le Mans uh, in 2023, and they will be entering the next gen car. Now, Denny Hamlin was asked about, and he said, I would have liked to know, and I would have liked to have done the same thing, but involved in some sorts. Uh, David, this is a unique opportunity uh, for Hendrick and for NASCAR and to be working together uh, on this big project across the pond here. Man, I don't, I don't know about y'all, Joey, but, man, I'm, I'm thinking that that next-gen race car could possibly be, you know, a, a, a road – I mean, an IMSA car or whatever. Sounds like to me, I don't really know enough about it to elaborate on it, but, you know, I think NASCAR – you know, I think NASCAR owns them. So am I right? Or yes, wrong? they do. They do. they do. So, you know, I guess if you're going to, you know, uh, if you're going to test or, you know, implement a, the next gen car, I mean, I guess, you know, it makes sense to go to Hendrick Motorsports to partner up with them. And uh, I'm just kind of curious. I'm, I'm curious. And I'm sure a lot of people are to see what the future looks like in IMSA. You know, is there going to be a cup uh, next gen car on the IMSA side where, you know, it's like kind of, kind of interesting to have our cup next gen car as a car that compete can compete in IMSA. So now does it take, uh, you know, the NASCAR cup series owners and now that they have the same equipment and the same type of race car that can race on these road course races. I mean, does it give them an opportunity to not only race in the NASCAR cup series, but now, they have the right car and the equipment to be, to have another team, you know, to race in another series. So I know it's kind of interesting to me. I don't really know that much about it. And I'm curious to hear what uh, Joey's take is on it. I think you're on the right path. And, you know, a lot of people kind of told me they designed the next gen car actually off of some of the things they were doing in IMSA. So I think there's, there's definitely a lot of things that are mixing in that. And I'm excited to see, NASCAR be represented, you know, on a worldwide level like that in Le Mans, I think it's going to be, uh, be really cool. And, uh, hopefully it'll open a lot of eyes and, and draw even more people to, uh, to NASCAR. Well, and I would guess guys, even though this will be a new adventure for NASCAR and Hendrick Motorsport, Hendrick doesn't do anything small time. No. They go everything at first class. It might not go great initially, but they're going to work extremely hard and they're going to figure this out pretty fast, I would think. Oh, no doubt about it. You know, I mean, you got NASCAR, you got Hendrick Motorsports. They're going to figure it out, but I kind of like, you know, they're going to figure it out. But to have to have our sport, you know, we're on the worldwide scale. I mean, everybody loves NASCAR. It's, it's a worldly. I know it's only in the United States, but man, it's followed all over the world. And it just kind of, you know, puts us on the world map again. And uh, I'm curious to see where it all leads to and and uh, in the future of everything. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, I think so. Uh, next news and note uh, for you guys, the North Wilkesboro Speedway, according to Marcus Smith, the president and CEO of Speedway Motorsports, says that he expects that track to be hosting races sooner than you think. They're working on some details, so stay tuned. But he doesn't see cup races happening in that market. They think they're going to have local, regional racing and short track racing returning to Wilkesboro. Um, maybe even the truck series potentially, but not cup races. Uh, Joey, let's start with you this time. What do you think about the idea of uh, North Wilkesboro hosting uh, races again, but not at the cup level? I think it'd be awesome to see any kind of racing there again. You know, I think it'd be perfect to see trucks and Xfinity there, just like, you know, it was, I mean, before I was ever racing in the sport, but we went to a lot of, you know, short tracks and stuff like that. And I know Jimmy, uh, when he was running a team, the, they're the very last one to win at Hickory. So I think it'd be awesome to go to tracks like that again and almost make it like how uh, ASA was back in the day, going to the local, local, local short tracks and then going to the big tracks like Daytona too, I think would be uh be awesome but on top of that i really hope we get back to iowa speedway uh someday as well well david uh i would argue too that you know and, and you've seen this firsthand some of the most exciting xfinity and truck races in the history of those two series have been when they've had their opportunity to have standalone races nick north <laughs> could fit that mold 
No doubt about it. And just hearing Joey talk about Iowa Speedway, man, what a great facility. I, I love racing there. We've been racing there for years, and it's in, and I can't – it's hard to imagine that I was not on our schedule, you know, because that racetrack, the way it's laid out, it just produces such great racing. The fans in that part of the country over the top for NASCAR. They're such great fans. I'd love to see them put uh, – Iowa Speedway back on the schedule. It's hard to believe that it's not. And to talk about North Wilkesboro, there's so much history there. And, and you know, to, I don't even remember when that racetrack opened up, but, you know, all the, all the books and everything I've read over the years, they've been racing there for a long time. And, uh, you know, the, Bruce, the Smith family is a great family, and, and all their, you know, Bruce, Bristol Motor Speedway, Texas Motor Speedway, Charlotte, Atlanta, all the racetrack that the family owns, throughout the United States, you know, that's one that, you know, those people in that part of the country over there, not too far from the Charlotte area. I mean, it, I'd love it to see them um, have any kind of race there, you know, and uh, I've always driven by, I've never been to a race there, but I've always driven by it. And it was kind of sad to see it in the condition that it's laid there for all these years with nothing going on, but it's really exciting to see that they're fixing the place back up and there is going to be some racing there. I'm excited to know that. And, man, I can't think of a better race, kind of like the Iowa racetrack. I think North Wilkesboro would also be a place that, that would have great racing for the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series. So I just think that's great news for the future. Yeah, yeah, certainly so. Uh, we'll uh, get a couple more things, and we'll uh, wrap up the show here. Last uh, news and note for you, uh, Jimmy Johnson, we were there at Texas Motor Speedway on Sunday for his old debut finishes sixth what a showing from jimmy uh getting back around old texas motor speedway again and started in 18th fell back to 22nd worked his way up through the field second half of the race he started really figuring it out man the indycar race at texas motor speedway sunday afternoon was unbelievable with the last lap last corner pass uh you know that was unbelievable to see jimmy johnson very competitive the second half of that race tyler was amazing you know it looked like he was back in that 48 hendrick motorsport chevrolet you know car i mean he was he was awesome it was fun to watch and cheer for him but man what a great day of racing and it, it's uh, it'd be kind of awesome to see jimmy johnson win an indycar race one day i think it's not too far in the future i think it's possible well joey now all of a sudden uh if we weren't already have to talk about jimmy as as uh having a shot here at indy in a few weeks yeah, I think that's awesome. You know, it was uh, – I was disappointed to see how Jimmy was doing in Indy, and now I'm glad to see him give uh, give Ovals a shot and, you know, kind of, you know, maybe have an advantage on those guys who didn't race Ovals every week like we do in NASCAR. So I'm super excited to see him uh, doing well on an Oval and uh, hopefully he can continue that on the Indy. Yeah, that would be uh, great to see uh, as far as that goes. Time for our Ask David segments. Uh, each week, we ask you to submit questions to us on Facebook, Twitter, and by email. Facebook.com forward slash David Star Podcast. Twitter at Star Podcast and email davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, our first question from the inbox, it uh, comes from uh, Bill. And uh, Bill wants to know, this question is for Joey. Joey, what's, uh, what comes to mind as far as racing memories with David? <laughs> uh you know i me and david we've raced a lot next yeah. to each other you know we've always kind of been on the, the same level of teams here the last <clears throat> really since i've been the sport and uh we've always raced really hard with each other but but clean um you know i've i remember always trying to go for top 20 points i think was always a big battle between us a lot and uh we've we've raced definitely raced around each other a lot yeah, we have. Joey's, he's, man, he's a great race car driver, and people don't know this, and I'll say it, Joey's driving the wheels off the car he's driving, and I'm driving the wheels off the car I'm driving, and man, I don't even think the leaders are driving as hard as me and Joey are driving. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But man, we're, race, we're racing the wheels off these cars, and we, we you know, me and, me and Joey and others, we, we got a pretty damn good race going on, you know, and, and that's what you know, I know Joey's such a great race car driver because we've run many a lap side by side and he's passed me and I'm past him. But, 
you know, it's the circumstances of the teams we're with and we're blessed that we can make a living doing what we love to do and that we're out there racing. But, you know, I, I know if you put Joey Gase in a Gibbs, you know, on the Xfinity side, you put him in a Gibbs car, he's going to he's going to park that car in victory lane when they wave the checker flag, you know, but it's just the circumstances of everything, you know, we're, we're driving our tails off and you don't race at the level we race at if you're not capable of winning. But, uh, but man, it's been fun over the years to race with you, Joey. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Uh, we got one more question. Uh, Joey's phone's about to die, so we'll get okay. this in before we uh, kind of wrap up here. Oh, and we just lost Joey. So I'll, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll get the question okay. to you instead, uh, David. Uh, what is uh, what is your favorite track? That one comes from Larry. Uh, I, I think I know, but <laughs> maybe uh, remind the folks no. out there. Well, I mean – Larry, I like them all. I mean, let me just say, I, I love to race, uh, you know, Daytona, Martinsville. I love them all. Talladega, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. I, I love short track racing first and foremost. But, man, I love the mile and a half tracks. I love the super speedways. But, you know, you asked what my favorite track is, and, and I would be tell, sitting here telling you a lie if I didn't tell you it was a Texas Motor Speedway. It's here in my home, in my home state where I live. I love the Texas Motor Speedway. I have my own NASCAR racing school at the Texas Motor Speedway. And if you want to check out teamtexas.com, you'll see what, what we're talking about when I say my own racing school, my own NASCAR stock car driving school. And uh, But I love the Texas Motor Speedway. I love racing there, but I love racing anywhere. All the racetracks that we have across, that, that we race across America, I just love to race. I mean, if we were racing outside in, in the cul-de-sac i mean i just i love to compete i uh man i i pinch myself just because uh you know i get to do this weekend and week out and i just i, I love competition you know and uh, man i'm still living that awesome dream well and, and you know you mentioned texas motor speedway and you know, we're out there for the indycar race and there was questions this weekend about how the track would work with the pj1 out there because indycar hasn't done well in the past and although it didn't look like the racing that we saw prior to when the PJ one was put down, the guys were starting to figure it out. I mean, the last lap pass from Joseph Newgarden came from him taking a chance at taking on that PJ one. That was, that was good to see Texas kind of come to form and the Indy race be exciting. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. You know, I've been reading up a lot over the last couple of years about the PJ one, uh, uh, the, the PJ one they put down for our NASCAR races. It really, widens the racetrack out and gives the gives us gives the texas motor speedway two three maybe three and a half lanes of great racing you know unfortunately for the indy cars their firestone tires they run on i think the firestone tire firestone tires you know they don't like that pj1 and uh, when the firestone tires drive through the pj1 even even when it's been sprayed down six months ago uh, you know, it's still like the, uh, the, 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 the Firestone tires, it's like hitting ice, you know, but, you know, I think the IndyCar, we were there Sunday to see the IndyCar race and they did not get into the PJ one traction stuff. Uh, but they started to the second half of the race. I just thought it was a great race. And when and Joseph Newgarden won the race, he went up into PJ one stuff and yeah. made the pass and did it successfully. But, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, from the Texas Motor Speedway standpoint as the racetrack, which is an awesome racetrack, they've had great IndyCar races in the past, incredible. But, you know, they're trying to put the PJ1 down for our NASCAR races, which makes our NASCAR racing so much better. But unfortunately, when the IndyCars come, it hurts that race. You right. know what I mean? But I just thought the race here this weekend on Sunday afternoon was over the top. It was a great race. Yeah, and uh, it certainly was. We had a great time being there and and uh, seeing that all unfold and, and, you know, got to watch that. And then we watched the cup race right afterwards right there. Uh, thanks to our buddy Mark Tate. Man. Uh, we had a great time Sunday. Good race Man, day. It was a great race day. Flew back with uh, Stan Ross uh, Saturday night from Atlanta Motor Speedway. Got home, got to get a little sleep, woke up. And Tyler, you, uh, you and, and my little boy, Vance, and we headed over to the Texas Motor Speedway. Met yeah, up with, I picked you up from the airport. Yeah, you picked me up from the airport Saturday <laughs> night, and I appreciated that. But, uh, you know, having Stan Ross that owns Ticket Smarter and Digital Ally and all the companies that Stan owns, he uh, he's a partner with the uh, Ray Hall Letterman Lenigan team, and uh, it was cool to have 
staying there at the IndyCar race. Uh, Mark Tate invited him up to the condo and, and they got to meet each other. But man, what a what a great day of racing. We saw a great IndyCar race and then we uh, and then uh, watched the cup race from Atlanta Motor Speedway there in Mark Tate's condo. And it was just a great day of racing. And uh, it was unbelievable, man. So I'm looking forward to Dakota this weekend to see how all that turns out. Yeah, I'll be out there. You'll be there. Uh, Joey will be there. It'll be a great time. And uh, we get a little bit of time left. Uh, I guess it's survival of the fittest today. We had some technology issues with Dominic. We mentioned he was on the road and such, but we'll hear from him next week. Joey had to go. His phone was dying, but here we are. You and I are here at the finish of the show. So I want to take these last couple minutes to talk about our new partner, Ticket Smarter, who's now the new presenting sponsor of uh, Let's Go Racing. And Ticket Smarter, a great company. I've met Stan now a couple times the last few weeks. What a great guy. And and his company, Digital Ally, based in Kansas City, uh, doing a great job. And, you know, they're big NASCAR, big racing people. Uh, I mean, it's uh, they're, they're, they're all in, not just investing in you, they're investing in this whole sport. They are, you know, and, and you know, Ticket Smarter, they're, they're, you know, I can't tell you all the other, you know, uh, basketball. I mean, there's so many different sports Ticket Smarter is involved with on, on tickets, NFL, Major League Baseball, all of it, you know, but uh, – what an honor. I'm just so honored and can't wait to get back in my Ticket Smarter Ford Mustang for the, the Richmond race uh, in two weeks. I'm, I'm just, I can't wait to do that. And, uh, but man, we're so blessed to have great sponsors like Stan Ross with Ticket Smarter and Digital Ally and, and uh, Brett Bear with, uh, you know, special report with Brett Bear. I mean, to have Brett Bear on board with us is just, I'm so, I'm so blessed and honored that, you know, all the sponsors that make our sport, what it is. And I couldn't race. Joey couldn't race. And, you know, all the other drivers out there, we can't race without these great partners. And uh, it's so important uh, to, to just talk about them and love on them. And just to make sure that this industry of NASCAR racing, the platform we have that it, you know, uh, that it, it works for them. And uh, man, I, I couldn't thank Stan Ross enough and ticket smarter enough for for the to support to back me and to back our ss green light racing team it, it means so much to me yeah best and, way to buy tickets uh, and we're not even just talking all sports here concerts uh you know shows anything that you want to go through check out ticket smarter for more information there those guys uh, will have you covered that is ticketsmarter.com uh is where you can get uh, all the details there uh now uh, we're about to head to Coda here this weekend. Uh, you're not racing, but the SS Greenlight guys will be out there racing, and uh, you got a pretty good driver actually filling in for you this weekend. Well, you know, we got we got uh, Joe Graff Jr. will be in the 08 car, and uh, and then we got uh, Cole Custer that's going to be in the 07. And uh, man, you know, Cole Custer. I mean, he won the he won the California Xfinity race, and that was awesome for SS Greenlight race. First win they've ever had first one they ever had and and uh you know uh just uh you know i hope to see cole custer back in victory lane in our 07 ford mustang uh, for ss Greenlight racing and even my teammate uh joe graff jr love to see him make the field and have a great race and uh, in the 08 uh ford mustang and uh so we'll we'll see how it all works out it's going to be an exciting weekend i'm going to be there all weekend long and uh but I'm definitely looking forward to, to Richmond the following week where I get back in my ticket smarter Ford Mustang to get back on with the schedule, you know, on the racing again. But uh, but I'm excited that CODA's here to have another NASCAR race in the state of Texas is awesome. And last year, it was amazing. It rained for three or four days there in Austin, Texas. Fans were everywhere. I was so, uh, Tyler, it was amazing to see all the people there at the race and, and, and the, the weather conditions were horrible. And, uh, and it was such a safety hazard to even have the cars on the racetrack last year, but NASCAR did a great job and all the drivers did the best they could. Uh, and man, they put on a, they put on a race the best that they, we could in our industry when it rains and, uh, man, but man, I, I saw a forecast earlier today, Looks like we're going to have sunny skies, great temperature, great weather. And I'm excited to see how, you know, our NASCAR Xfinity cars, the truck series and the cup series, how the racing is going to be at Coda. Cause really this is the real test last year. You couldn't really judge anything because the weather was so terrible. 
So I'm, I'm just excited. I'm, I think it's going to be like Atlanta was just a great weekend of racing. Yeah. should be a lot of fun and uh, we'll look forward to being out there at the circuit of the Americas there in Austin, Texas and the motorsports uh, calendar for the state of Texas as good as ever right now with the all-star race and the playoff race on the NASCAR side of Texas on, uh, you know, this race at, at Coda, we just had IndyCar at Texas. And then uh, also uh, we'll have uh, Coda hosting the F1 race at the end of the year as well. Uh, I mean, Texas holding its own proven uh, that it is a great state for racing. No doubt about it. I mean, I just, you know, you know, I'm kind of partial to it. You know, I love the state that I live in and where I'm from. And I, there's so many race fans and, and, you know, we got a lot of great dirt tracks and asphalt tracks. You know, we only have one asphalt track left in the state of Texas. Uh, Houston Motorsports Park and Gina Shaw does a good job running, uh, running her program there. But man, there's so many great race fans in the state of Texas. And uh, I love it when we can have NASCAR races, IndyCar races, uh, Formula One races in our great state of Texas. I just think it's awesome, you know. So it is a state that can hold its own with professional auto racing. Yeah. Tyler. Well, we got to go. Uh, big thanks to Joey Gates for joining us. Uh, make sure to give him a follow on uh, social media and be rooting on his race team. He's doing a great job with that uh, bunch there. We certainly would appreciate it. Also follow Dominic. He's on Twitter at Dominic Aragon. And uh, check out his website, racingexperts.com. I'm on Twitter at Tyler Jones Live. David, he's on social media as well, star underscore racing. You can find him there. And uh, as always, uh, subscribe to this show. New episodes out each, each and every Wednesday on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Leave us that five-star review. Hit that like button. And uh, we certainly check the flag out on this episode. David Star, Dr. Aragon.